Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions in life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host Aditi Kuti, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast. Um, I'm here today with Susie and Otto Collins, a relationship coaches, and I'm really excited to talk to them um, about jealousy today. Uh, Susie and Otto, welcome. Thank you so much. We're glad to be here with you. I'm really glad to talk to you as well. Do you mind introducing yourselves uh, and telling the audience a bit more about what you do? Sure. I'm Susie Collins, and Otto and I have been married, spiritual partners, uh, all kinds of partners. <laughs> we've, we've been we've been uh, you know together. This is year twenty six for uh, you know this is year twenty six for us in being together, and we've been writing, teaching, sharing, coaching about love and about relationships since nineteen ninety nine, and uh, this is one of our true passions. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, that and the love of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, you know, they kind of they kind of keep us going in life. <laughs> and we're sort of always good. Yeah, we're it's always good to have multiple. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. It's always good to have multiple shared interests. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And we're certified coaches and um, we do a lot of coaching, uh, especially around jealousy. And we have a program, No More Jealousy, along with several other programs. So we've been in the relationship business quite a few years here, just teaching what we learned and what we know and uh, helping people to have easier, happier relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Experience is such an incredible teacher um, for that kind of thing as well. Uh, we are going to talk a lot more about jealousy um, later on um, in a little while. Uh, but first, we've got the segment called Have You Met Susie and Otto Collins, in which uh, I get to, we get to know you guys a little bit better. <laughs> I, <laughs> are you happy to answer a few questions? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite book? And I guess this applies both individually, but if you happen to have a shared favorite, <laughs> absolutely let me know. Well, I I had a couple things that I wanted to mention. I Well, I'm a Louise Penny. I love Louise Penny books. I don't know if anybody, Mysteries, the Gamache series. And, you know, they're all about forgiveness, love, understanding. Um, but The Way of Mastery, we've studied for, what, two years now? Yeah, we've been... Uh studying this this book it's really more than a book it's a series of lessons that was channeled by somebody that uh had guides that were supposedly jesus and so forth and uh but it teaches about love teaches about love that's what the whole thing's about and we've been really immersed in that for a couple of years and uh i've absolutely fallen in love with uh, a series of books by a guy by the name of paul Seeley, which is uh again it's some channeled stuff but it's but it's really about who you are showing up as love and and your divinity and and who you are at your core and 
just being the best you you can possibly be. I mean, and and there's a whole lot more to it than that, but um, uh, she's into uh, uh, fiction. I'm not. So, um, yeah, but uh, uh, we share a lot of things. Well, you both between the two of you, I think you cater to like every single audience member so far. Um, surely, <laughs> so some at least someone has a wreck out of that. Um, what about a favorite movie? Oh well, I I don't know if it's a favorite, but the last movie that we saw was a man called Otto. <laughs> for for various reasons, we went to see it, but that was a really nice, lovely story about a man learning how to love and connection. See, we got a theme going here about love and connection. Absolutely. And, and if I were to say my favorite movie of all time, I mean, we're talking of all time, it was not a a, 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 a necessarily a, the most famous movie that ever was, but there was an original version of the movie Point Break. Patrick Swayze was the lead character um, and um, in the movie, um, Keanu Reeves was a very young, you know, budding FBI, uh, you know, recruit. And it was, it had all the elements of spiritual growth, of action, of personal growth, of going beyond your edge and music and all of that. <laughs> and it was, I, I just thought it was great. And, uh, you know, they redid the movie later on and it was, nowhere near as good but um you know the keanu reeves version and and um you know patrick swayze version of point break you know check it out you, you're gonna love it you're gonna love it i was just gonna ask when you mentioned point break i was like is it the keanu reeves version yeah for sure um what about a podcast that you guys have been into and you can recommend your own if if, yeah. <laughs> if that's I what you want to do <laughs> Yeah, Love Made Easy podcast is ours. And we had, what, 84 episodes? Yeah, yeah we've done 84. Yeah, on all kinds of relationship topics. Yeah. And there's another podcast. I I mean, I absolutely love Rich Roll's podcast. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Rich, but I don't know. He's got six or 700 episodes at this point. And I learned something all the time. I don't, I don't watch every episode or listen to every episode. But um, I learn stuff. I learn about health. I learn about fitness. I learn about mindset. I learn. Uh, I learn about healthy eating and uh, storytelling, and on and on, and going beyond your edge. And so, um, and also just knowing the fact that Rich has had his own demons that he's dealt with, with addictions and different things. And so there's always something there for me. And what about a, I guess, a famous role model? Um, and this could be, again, for each of you individually, but it also could be for both of you as a group. Famous role model? I, what came to me was Steve Hardison and he's probably not famous in, in all kinds of you know <laughs> he's a famous coach but he is such an example of love in action and uh, uh, just going above and beyond for people uh, you know like like people who are on the streets and, and need help or whatever He's there. 
I mean, I, uh, I think he's a real, real inspiration. I'm going the other way. I'm going totally the other oh, way. I'm going with Steve Harvey, oh. <laughs> the comedian, the guy that, that hosts Family Feud. And here's the reason that he's a role model. Here's a guy that wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to be successful. And he never, ever quit. He never, ever gave up. There were times he was sleeping in his car. He had no money. And he just continued to, with dogged determination, hone his craft and just continue to show up. And I think there's big lessons there that if you're somebody that shows up time and time again, and you're somebody that stays true to who you are, that I think that miracles and magic can happen. And that's one of the reasons I love Steve Harvey. I love his story. I think he's funny. Um, and you know, I don't watch everything that he does, but um, I watch enough to to be admire you know to admire him from a distance. Mm -hmm. I think there are two pretty good names there, and I know um, uh, Susie, the one you mentioned, he's not quite famous, but famous in coaching circles still counts. I yeah. think <laughs> that's what I feel. Um, and what about the last course you completed? Uh, probably the transformational coaching certification course. That was several years ago, but if you're talking about a course course, but we're studying all the time. Um, this was Michael Neal's course that we... Super Coach Academy was what it was actually called as far as a, an actual, you know, extended period of time course or training that we mm -hmm. both took. But we take trainings all the time in all mm -hmm. kinds of areas and throughout the yeah. years, really, really fun stuff, really serious stuff, really... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, that's kind of the end of that section. Uh, and now uh, you are known, so the audience knows you pretty well. Uh, we might move on um, to, I guess, uh, talking more about jealousy. But first, I wanted to start really broadly. Our podcast is about relationships. So I wanted to know, for the both of you, how would you describe a relationship? How would you define relationships? Well, to me, I take a really broad view a spiritual view, and and it's when two people come together for spiritual growth of whatever, you know, they, they either might have problems, you know, they irritate one another, and, but they, but if they're aware, they learn from that, or it can be romantic relationships, it can be any relationship, but you're, you're there for learning and growth and, you know, fun. And to be with people, you know, connection. Yeah, I, I think relationship is something where two people come together and they come together. I mean, one of the best descriptions that I ever heard, heard of relationships was that two people who come together to heal, to learn, and to grow. And, you know, we're not aware a lot of times that that, that may be a possibility of the reason that we come together in relationships. You know, you... Especially when it's hard. Yeah, you, you, you get together with somebody mm -hmm. at a restaurant or a diner and, you know, for dinner, or you meet somebody on a bus or a train, or you're on vacation at the beach and you meet somebody and you have a life-changing conversation. It's like, how did that happen? Because you're in relationship in every moment with everybody. And we have this uh, weird idea that 
well, I'm only in relationship with people that we kind of, you know, determine we're in relationship together. I think we're in relationship with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. We're in, I mean, we're in relationship with you. You're in relationship with us. And, you know, the person that, you know, you just walked down the street and, you know, just kind of, you know, looked at as you passed. And, you know, the person at the grocery that, you know, we saw a couple of hours ago, we're in relationship with everybody. And we sometimes we don't see that. Sometimes we miss that. But that's that's power to see that because that changes the dynamic of everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, our show is about romantic relationships. Uh-huh. Do you feel that they still hold the same meaning that they did perhaps decades ago? Oh, definitely. And even more so. Because what I see is decades ago, there were roles that you had to play more more than today in relationships. Today, there there's a lot more freedom that you can have if you are self-aware and you you know that's that's your agreement um so i think even more so that that relationships are so valuable so rich and so such a wonderful part of our lives the dynamics now can be such that you're as susie was saying you're not confined to a certain role um you know we're, we're certainly not experts on gay, lesbian, bi, all, you know, all the different types of relationships that people may uh, be in or how they may even identify as uh, either as a gender or anything else. We're certainly not experts on that. But all of that has changed relationships and changed them for the better. Because one of the things that can happen, especially in romantic relationships, is you get to show up more fully. Yeah, who you are. You, the essence of who you are. Without hiding. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, many, many years ago, you know, you, you get together in relationship and it's like, well, one person's going to please another person. The other person, you know, there's these uh, kind of assigned roles. And we're, where's the magic in that? You know, where... It's already like pre-decided, predetermined. You're going to be like this. I'm going to be like this. And we're going to be happy no matter what. I don't think I'd get them if I liked that. I want to be the one to create and to, uh, to choose how the joy shows up between me and my beloved. I want to be the one to, to start to question wow, well, what if we did it this way? What if we showed up like this? You know, and you start to ask yourself questions and you really start to to see, oh, well, you know, would we like it if we if our relationship was like this? These are the kind of questions people didn't ask themselves 20 years ago, 30 years ago and beyond. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also feel like it, it boils down to just this very simple idea of if, if you're able to just be yourself authentically yes. in in any kind of relationship, romantic or not, you're automatically having a better relationship with another yes. person that way. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. 
right. So how, I guess, kind of coming into our topic about jealousy, how do you define jealousy? Well, it's thinking that you're believing to be true, that's fearful, that you're going to lose something or somebody or some relationship or something is going to be taken away from you. There's there's a way that people think about jealousy that's so so not true. People think they're jealous people. People have said to us many times over the years, well, I'm a jealous person. No, there's no such thing as a jealous person. You are somebody that is having fearful thoughts that is believing them and making them real, calling them reality, and you're living from that fear. So you're in relationship with somebody and those fearful thoughts are what's running the show and you're calling that jealousy. Right. That's that's pretty cool because I was going to say that I am, I believe myself to be a jealous person too, but you've kind of just debunked that. Yeah, um, yeah there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah. You just have jealous thinking. Right, right. Jealous thinking. I'll 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 think about it that way and uh-huh. hopefully it'll make me feel better about yeah, myself yeah. a little bit. Too. Where you um, so what does jealous thinking in that case look like in a romantic relationship? Oh, you mean it creates insanity is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I mean creates mistrust big time. <laughs> it uh I mean it it really uh people can't communicate. They they can't let themselves be who they are. It's it's really devastating. Well, let's go to the worst case. People who are who are truly just so intense with jealousy, they're checking somebody's phone all the time. They're wanting to know what conversations they've had with somebody. They're wanting to know, well, did you, uh, you know, were you alone? What did you talk about? Who did you have lunch with? Who did you have lunch with? And, um, you know, how long were you there? You know, all of these kind of things. And then you're getting upset because just this is normal life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get upset and you start thinking, well, you know, it, it, it's like, you want to be on the you're on the attack all the time of you're you're emotionally beating them up and then you're blaming them for if you didn't do this then you know then I wouldn't be feeling this way so you're shifting the blame and the responsibility to somebody else's behavior somebody else's way they're doing you know just living and I will say that there are times when somebody else is doing something that would be considered a violation of an agreement that you have. That's a totally different thing in our view than what the, it's kind of outside the boundaries of jealousy, because then you have something else. You have a you have a mistrust problem, and you have an agreements problem, rather than you know it truly being jealous. You know, issues that are that are cropping up. Mm-hmm. And what about, I guess, 
you know, um, for me, the way jealous feelings tend to manifest is that like, I'm usually internalize them and that I feel them, but then immediately talk myself out of it. Would that still be considered within that boundary? Because you're still kind of, that's still the gut reaction, I suppose, for some people. Yeah. And you know, all jealousy is, is a wake up call uh-huh. that, that there's something that you need to heal some something that and you don't have to delve into your you know past and take it you know like this you know tear it apart but and there's something that you can heal and it's usually comes down to self-esteem that you know to to do uh work loving yourself work i call it you know uh because there, there's the thought, if you can isolate the thought when the feeling comes up, then you can work with that. You can see, well, is that true? No, that's not true. Of course not. Or, well, maybe, but I don't know. And, and I think that's the gem of it. If you can, if you can see the feeling coming up and then what's behind it, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, too ugly or I'm too old or I, or I'm too whatever that this, this person won't like me anymore. And just to recognize that you're in a, you're caught up in a story because it's totally different from he or she's having a conversation with someone else to he or she's having a conversation with someone else and he or she's not going to want me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are two s- totally separate things. And if you stop at what's truly a fact, jealousy never comes up. Mm-hmm. He or she's mm-hmm. having a conversation. If it does come up, it can leave. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we that's kind of addressing a lot of the root causes of jealousy, which is that that low self-esteem, yes. um, insecurity as well, I'm assuming. Um, how, and I know you said you didn't want to delve into the past experiences and pick them apart too much, but how can our past experiences define these feelings and this reaction? Well, of, of course, you know, if you had a father, I was just coaching somebody today actually about jealousy and she had a father who had uh affairs and cheated on you know on uh, her mother and she saw this growing up and then she had a cheating boyfriend and a cheating husband so she was just repeating pattern and this person that she's with now doesn't seem to be doing any of that but she still has those feelings uh, yes, sure. There, there are feelings that were her thoughts or experiences that were never healed. And what I'm saying is, it's not that you have to go back and you know tear them apart or whatever. Or oh, my father was a cheater, you know. But to notice, oh wait a minute, I can be in the present moment. I'm not with my father, my mother. I'm. I'm here with this new person and this is a new day. This is a, I can be present to what's here now. I think that's the key. One of the things that the past does, because you, you brought up the past, 
one of the things that the past does is when we assume that the past is going to be repeated in the future, and then we make up a story about what that means. And I'll give you a, a really quick example is what we do is, well, my father cheated on my mother. My last two boyfriends cheated on me. My first husband was a womanizer. My first wife had affairs and that means, and you have made up a story that says other, anybody I'm going to be in relationship with is going to cheat on me. Not true whatsoever, but that's the story that you're living out of. So just recognizing the story. Yeah. That's the value of going back to the past is you can go back to the past and you can see that, well, three instances or four instances doesn't mean this is going to define your life in relationships in every relationship because you're different now. Everybody's different now. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. And I guess now that we've kind of looked into some of the why, how, how do you real quick, I guess, before going into how to deal with jealousy, I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between jealousy and healthy boundaries. <laughs> Cause I think, I think there's kind of a bit of a clash between the two sometimes. How, what is kind of the relationship between the two in your experience? I think they're they're really different because healthy boundaries comes from what you know to be true for you and then you have a discussion with somebody and what what do they consider true for them and and then you decide okay I'm I'm okay with that or I'm not or you know there there is a bound there can be a boundary there but jealousy comes pure and simple from thinking that that you're believing and it's fearful and it's and it's made up in most most cases and if it isn't made up uh, if somebody is really you know cheating or whatever you'll figure it out you'll see it you'll find out and um, then you then you act and you do something about it. You set, you know, you set a boundary, a loving boundary. And and there's also something to be said for knowing what's a deal breaker for you and what's not. So if you have certain things in, in whatever kind of relationship it is, well, if he or she were to do this, then that's a definite no for me. And it, when you're really clear about what those things are, then you can come to a conversation with somebody from a place of love, from a place of clarity, from a place of certainty and openness, open heart, you know? And because when you come from those kind of places, the fear starts to dissipate. The fear starts to leave when you're really clear about who you are and your worth as a person, your value in this world, and just sitting in that, then you know that, well, if this person wants to do things 
that are a no for you, it's okay if they want to do them. It's just that that means you're no longer going to be in a relationship with them. <laughs> when you try to set up a boundary like this. You're with your fist clenched. And, and well, you got to do it this way or, you know, I'm out of here or you make all kinds of different um, things that you don't really mean. You know, I'm leaving if you don't do this and then you don't. Well, it's like there's no love there. There's no, uh, and the and the person usually ends up lying. I mean, that's where lying comes in a lot when when there are boundaries and the other person has not agreed to it, not going to do it. And then the person setting the boundary says, oh, wait a minute, he lied to me. Oh, you know, well, you had no agreement here. Yeah. And it kind of sets off a, a kind of spiral again, you know, this person is already feeling jealous and their partner is lying to them, yeah. thereby confirming that they do have good reason to continue to feel jealous. Uh, and it, it's kind of difficult to climb out of that one once you're in it. Um, I guess then in that case, how can individuals identify their own feelings of jealousy within a relationship? Well, when you, when you start to notice the fear starting to come up, that's when you, you, you can look at it and go, oh, I, I'm in it. You know, I, I'm in the fires of jealousy. I'm in, you know, the flames are rising. And, um, you know, you, when you really start to see, I'm telling myself a story here. So the whole key is really getting conscious about the difference between, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, the difference between getting clear on what are the facts of the situation and what are the, what are the stories that you're living out of. And so the key to all this is to start to get clear on and to become aware of when you're caught up in a story versus when you're having conversations with that person, loving conversations conversations that come from a place of both of you being an invitation where you're talking about how you want to be in relationship rather than coming from this whole place of fear of you have to do this or else. And allowing the other person to, to speak their truth because lies come from the person not believing that you're going to want to hear the truth. For sure, for sure. Is there any scenario in which jealous feelings are a positive thing or a positive force in a relationship? Totally. Well, I think it's, like I said, it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for you, you know, that, that, oh, wait a minute. This is coming up. This is something I need to look at and heal. I think there's another uh, positive thing that is also worth bringing up, which is if jealousy is coming up, there's there's big desire there. And so there's desire that something here is important to me. And that's a signal that 
There's something to pay attention to. Very often, we pay attention to our fear instead of paying attention to what it is that's underneath that we really yeah. want. And the opportunity and the possibility that's underneath there. That is the, that's the, that's what's so powerful about jealousy and what it can really create is when you see that, that, oh, some people, you know, a lot of people see jealousy as a signal to get fearful. What if jealousy was nothing more or less than a, than a way to get curious and to bring your relationship more, to bring more aliveness to it? Well, and people are, you know, feel embarrassed, of course, embarrassed with the, these feelings, yeah. you know, they, that comes up. And so if you can get past that embarrassment and just, you know, it, yeah, this is something that, that I can look at here. This is important. Mm -hmm. So how do we then let go of jealousy? How do we begin to do that? Well, actually, what happens is when you start to see that the truth of what's going on, you don't really let go of the jealousy. The jealousy lets go of itself, and it just falls away of its own accord. There's nothing to do when you start to see, oh, I'm just caught up in my fearful thinking here. I'm just caught up in a story. And you start to get more familiar with that and more familiar with that and more familiar with that. And pretty soon, um, it, it's, it's not even something that's a part of your, your, your experience because it just, it just fades away. And it just takes self-awareness of, oh, I don't, I don't really have to buy into that. I know that that's what's going on in my head, but I don't have to buy into it. Mm. So it's, you know, in my coaching clients, I just, when it comes up, you just be aware that it's coming up. And then, yeah, like Otto said, and then when you say, well, wait a minute, when you question it, it does fade away. Mm. And I guess it comes back to something that you said earlier about how it can be an opportunity for you to learn what you're afraid of and, and what's holding you back and, and, and work on it yourself on a personal development level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's perhaps struggling with jealous feelings in their relationship? Give up the give up the drama and the story that you're the only one that's ever experienced this. Give up the story that they're going to hate me if uh, if I talk about this with them. Give up the story that um, I can't overcome this give up the story that you're not worth love give up the story that you don't deserve or you can't have or anything that your jealous thinking would have you believe question it all mm -hmm. give it up and 
that that's it. Yeah. I can't add anything to that. <laughs> it was pretty comprehensive. Yeah. It's a yeah. wonderful piece of advice. Yeah. yeah. I especially loved um yeah, give up the drama. <laughs> I think that's one that a lot of people definitely need to hear. Uh, well, for sure. And and a question that I will add is to ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Because there's always, always something that you're getting out of it or you wouldn't do it or you wouldn't follow it or whatever. And when, when I ask this question of people and they stop and consider it, it's like, oh. Yeah, because there's a payoff. Yeah, yeah. There's always there, a payoff. There's a payoff that, that I get attention, I get uh, get to be the victim. I get to be superior, uh, whatever you know. But but it's always helpful to to see. Oh, I'm getting something out of this. I get there's a payoff here. Even even when there's big drama, there's a payoff. That's it. That's it. You know. I was just thinking that uh, is that you know there's that dramatic there's that I guess that oh, rush of yes of energy sometimes that some people can get from the dramas because when you first mentioned there's a payoff I thought I can't think of what that might be but then you mentioned that and it made a lot of sense suddenly uh, not saying that that's me uh, yeah but but, but even <laughs> even take people. the drama though is if you're caught up in some big drama where there's, even when there's yelling and screaming and fighting and all that, we, we've had coaching client after coaching client that mistakenly believe that that's a sign that they love me, that they're willing to engage in drama and fights and all like that. How ridiculous. And even if there isn't drama, even if this is quiet suffering, what happens is the payoff can be that, oh, I don't have to be intimate with this person. I don't have to let that person really in because he's going to leave anyway and I'll just pull back. And that is a way of separating yourself. So even if it's a quiet thing and not, not big drama, there's a payoff. I love that Absolutely. term you just used, which is quiet suffering. Yeah. Because that's that's the that's the flip side. Yeah. You know, there's big drama and then there's people that withdraw and wanna make somebody in relationship pay. You know, and they're wondering you know, the other person's wondering, Well, what did I do here? What's yeah. wrong? And, you know, they're And then the the answer is nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, nothing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, on that note, I think we'll move on <laughs> uh, to our practice slash habit experiment debrief. I was trying to find a good segue. I don't think there is one, <laughs> so we'll leave it there. But um, we'll move on to our next section, which is our experiment debrief, where we like to talk a little bit about how we can take what we've learned and put it into practice um, in some way. So Susie and Otto, what is something that you have perhaps utilized in your relationship or have recommended to clients to help prevent or manage those jealous feelings in a romantic relationship? One of the most powerful things I've ever heard for this, uh, it's, it's not ours, but we use it all the time. It is something from a spiritual teacher called Byron Katie that is called The Work. And it's, and it's four questions and then some turnarounds. Um, 
And if you only stopped at the at the first question, is that true? The question is, <laughs> is that true? So you've got thinking, you've got jealous thinking. And if you could only pause as a practice to, if you could only pause long enough to just stop and ask yourself that thought I just had, is that true? And then there's this other part of you that's going to go, well, absolutely. That's true. Did you see what he or she just did? Here's my evidence. Here's my validation. And then you stop and you pause again. Can you absolutely positively know that that's true? And if you really stop and you really ground yourself in curiosity and an invitation to really invite yourself to ask that question and to really invite the answer from a really deep place, not the fearful place, not the fearful place that wants to validate and criticize and point the finger outward, but that place inside that is genuinely wanting to get curious about what's going on here. And then you ask the question, can I absolutely positively know that that's true, what you just thought? And miracles start to happen. It's such a simple thing. And and she has worksheets online that you can, you know, Google uh, Byron Katie. And, you know, it's called the work, what we're talking about. It's not our work, no. but, but, you know, we but use we this. But we use it in coaching a lot. A lot, yeah. We'll do. And for ourselves, too. Yeah. But as a practice, uh, it's, it's incredibly powerful to, to just do that. And so that's, you mentioned those are four questions and some turnarounds. What are the four questions? I think I had two, but I'm yeah, not so sure the, I yeah. missed so the, the other. The first question is, is it true? The second question is, can I absolutely know that it's true? And then the third question is, uh, who would I be without that thought? And then what is the fourth question? It's, well, that's the fourth that's question. The fourth. Yeah, the third question is about um, you showing up. How how am I showing up? That's not exactly the wording, but how am I acting in this? And and it's it's really having you look at, oh, I'm... I'm pulling away. I'm oh, shouting I down. Actually, the third question is, how do I react? Yes. How do I react when I think that thought? And when you see, oh, wait a minute, I'm pulling away. Or I'm shutting down. Or I'm, you know. And and it, it really becomes clear. Then you can make a choice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that um, it's almost like the other three questions are all interrogating um, that first one. It, it kind of feels like it's really taking those three and just pulling it apart. Um, what are three good things you found about this practice, uh, about this, this set of four questions? Well, th well the th the th there are many, many good things but the one thing that it does is it takes the energy out of the out of your jealous thinking 
I mean, because we're focused mm -hmm. in this conversation about jealousy, but it really takes the focus away from the blame, the judgment, the criticizing, wanting somebody else to pay, and all of those things that typically uh, people in jealous thinking do, and it brings the focus back to the truth of what is the, the root of it all, which is your jealous thinking. So that's the power in it, is it really brings you back to what's really going on, and you get to examine that. And it's, it causes you to be honest with yourself. And I think that, that jealousy fogs um, us and, and puts a barrier around us so much. And not only jealousy, but all kinds of other things that we conjure up. And I think that, that this practice cuts through all that. And it really asks you to be um, honest with yourself. And when you're honest, you can be honest with the other person. You know, and it might mean that you apologize. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, 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 uh, but that's what I've seen. That it's, it really helps you to um, look at it the way it, it truly is. And the third one, I think, would be just incredible freedom. Just freedom to just drop it and just to be able to just to breathe and to not have the anxiety and the fear and the doubt and just to be able to take a big, deep belly breath. You go, oh, you know, and just to sit in that and just to know that that freedom and that peace and that clarity of who you really are is who you are and not that person who's showing up with jealous thinking. Yeah, it's kind of like taking something off your chest almost. Totally. Um, it totally is. What are the challenges um, with, with this? Well, the first challenge with this is the simplicity of it and people saying, wait a minute, that, 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 that won't work. That's the first challenge. Uh, the second challenge is people's resistance to doing it, to, to delving, to, to, to taking yeah. a look at the truth. So those are the real challenges because it, I want to go back to what people typically want to do is they want to lay the blame at the feet of someone else. Wipe the finger. Yeah. And so that is counter completely to what most people want to do. But that's where the magic is, is not what you, not what your habitual patterns or what your habitual thinking might want you to do, but just really going to what's really going to release and have you just find the freedom and to be able to come from a, a totally different place of an invitation where the two of you in relationship can really just be and love and enjoy and create and expand and love and love. Did I mention love? <laughs> 
I'm not sure. We might have to repeat it yeah. <laughs> one more time. Uh, how, how, in terms of practicalities, um, when and where should people do it? Is is it kind of as they are aware of those feelings arising, or is it is there kind of some kind of daily practice aspect to it? How, how should it be practiced? Um, yeah, there. Use the worksheets that Byron Katie has on her website. And uh, whenever, you know, you, something comes up like that, like you get a belief, oh. Well, in the moment, it's going to be difficult to go, wait a minute, let me get a worksheet. Yeah. So so that's going to be kind of afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in the moment. But in the moment, just ask yourself that one question. Is this true? You know, about your fearful thinking. Yeah. Maybe going over the worksheet once, kind of preemptively, can help. Maybe in like oh, generating totally. that and sure. building that practice sure. as well. And then you can remember the questions, and yeah. and you can run those through your mind too. If you're, you know, like I always say, if you're out somewhere and you get triggered by your partner, who's, you know, maybe talking to a, a server, and you, know, you think it's little inappropriate or whatever but it's not really and go to the restroom and center yourself and you know ask this ask yourself those questions now wait a minute how can i be love to this person to my partner or to you know go back and just just be love yeah yeah absolutely Based on your experience, is there another habit or a practice or a tool that you might recommend people combine with the questionnaire or the worksheet um, to kind of either get more or make the most out of it? Well, the, the, the just staying with the worksheets, I mean, one of the things that uh, it could be extremely powerful to do is to do this, not just about jealousy, but all the stories in your life. Anytime you catch yourself in a story is to start to take a look and examine, is that true? Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you want to start, you know, saying and doing, you know, they are such a, you know, you fill in the blank with, with the story you've made up about just what that person is. And then, Wait a minute. Is that true? Yeah, because it, that person could be rushing to get to the hospital to do, you know, whatever. You don't know. And I think that's what's been most powerful for me is is recognizing whatever comes up is a story in my mind that I've created. And I don't really know. I don't really know why that person you know, came off that way or whatever. But I don't have to take it personally at all. So I think reminding yourself that, oh, wait a minute, I'm making up this story and I really don't know. And if you do it when you're not in the middle of some jealous episode, then it is so much easier to do when you're in the middle of a jealous episode. Yeah. Because then you've been practicing the work. You've been hmm. you've been you've been really taking a look at what's underneath your stories, and so it's so much easier when you're doing it when you know you're 
you're not in the middle of that, so much easier. Because then it becomes a, just something for you to, to notice, and then you're, you're in it. And you can examine it. You can take a look at it. And don't make this work. Yeah. You know? That's the thing is people want to make uh, diving into their relationships work. We got to work on our relationships. <laughs> no, don't do that. Let's let's have fun. Let's have fun and play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so I guess uh, instead of a combination, we kind of have an extending of of this practice to all aspects of life beyond yeah. just when we're experiencing jealous yeah. feelings. Yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah, about my stories. Mm-hmm. So that I guess that brings us to the end of the experiment debrief. Um, we've now got a couple of questions from our audience. Are you happy to answer them? Oh, sure. Yeah, totally. Fantastic. Uh, so first question is, should we tell our partners about our jealous feelings? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so here's the thing. If you're constantly, every time you have feelings, you're telling that person and you're, you know, you're, you're spewing out all this fear and, and he or she is, is saying, I'm not doing anything. Wait a minute, you know. So there's defense. Um, it's If that happens, then no, it's not worth it, okay? Now, you know, maybe the first time you can talk about it. If something has happened, if there's flirting going on or whatever, without, without a lot of accusations. But again, this is a wake-up call for you. So you, you know, look at, look at, okay, what's going on with me? What am I believing here? And I always tell people, you know, that I work with, um, when, when they, their jealous feelings come up and, and, you know, like they'll, they'll go back into old patterns of, of, holding back and getting upset and whatever. And I just say to tell them, okay, I'm working on this right now and here's what I'm doing. And, you know, I would I would love for you to be patient with me, but I am loving it that you're here with me and that um, what we want for our relationship, let's, let's really talk about that. So, um, yeah, you can sure beat a dead horse with telling uh, your partner about jealous feelings. Sure. And I just want to add one thing is there's a big difference because your question actually was, you know, do you, you know, should you talk about this with your partner or with somebody you're in relationship with? Well, there's a big difference between actually talking about it and sharing with somebody what's coming up for you versus you being in some crazy episode where you're making all kinds of demands about something that may or may not be going on. There's a big difference between sharing with somebody, you know, hey, something I'm noticing is I'm really finding that I'm having all these jealous feelings come up. I don't know if it's making sense. I don't know where it's coming from. 
But all I know is when we're in situations like this, I get really triggered and I get really afraid and I get really fearful. Now that's totally different having a conversation like that versus, you know, when we're at that party, you better not be talking to her, to him like you just did because that sets me off. And every time that happens, I'm going to pull away and you know what's going to happen. Anybody that's watching or listening to us, they're going to be able to see the difference, hear the difference. And it's kind of the manner in which you communicate those feelings, I think, that makes a huge difference uh, in, in how they're received. Um, the next question, um, this is something that I don't think we got the opportunity to really discuss um, earlier, which is how do you tell um, if your partner is feeling jealous? Are there any signs? Well, you'll feel it because they'll probably either blow up, they'll pull away, they'll, uh, I mean, you know, the, the same kinds of behaviors, you'll feel it. And they'll start saying, you know, they'll, they'll start trying to control you or uh, whatever. I mean, it's, uh, I don't think it's, it's a big mystery as far as um, uh, what, what happens, you know, when you're feeling like your partner is jealous. They'll, they'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. I, another one is: Do people who are do people who are jealous have a higher ego? <laughs> Which is um, an interesting one. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think so. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's just another way that we um, separate from who we truly are, and it's just. It's just another um, way we go through life, you know, and we and and a learning opportunity. So I don't think there's a bigger ego or anything like that because a lot of times people who are jealous or they don't feel very good about themselves. Yeah, it's actually yeah. the flip. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of instead of having a big ego you're actually covering up your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, all the things that you want. This is just a big cover up. Yeah, so it's a cry to, you know, work on your self-esteem. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for answering um, those questions from the audience. That's all we've got so far. I might move on now to our final section of the evening, which is the open mic. Uh, this is where I allow you to have a bit of a TED talk about whatever you felt um, you wanted to chat about at this time. Uh, so what did you have in mind? I want to talk about something that we call big fat love. And what that means is, you know, we've been talking in this our conversation about jealousy and how jealousy gets in the way of love and and all of those kind of things. What I want to say that anybody that's watching or listening is any story that you have about how it's normal and natural for love and passion and connection and the good feelings between you and someone else any thought you have about how that's 
has to die and it has to fade away. Nonsense. Yeah. Uh, today I was talking with somebody. She was in a new relationship and, and she said, well, this is such a wonderful feeling and I don't want it to go away. And, and does it have to go away? I thought, you know, everybody says it'll go away. And I said, no, it doesn't have to go away because you create it in every moment. It's a, yeah, I love that. It's a creation. You create it by being loving with your partner, by, by being kind, by being appreciative and, and by acknowledging, you know, when the, the good things, instead of dwelling on the bad things, the, the, the things that you don't like. And, and it's, it's that that's how you create this in every moment. And it's the difference between people that have a belief that a relationship is happening to you instead of it being a creation. That is so huge to get that distinction and to get that difference that it's not something that's happening from outside of you. You are in tandem with another human being and you're creating this. And the only question is, are you creating what you want on purpose or are you letting you, the stories of the past interfere and create something that you do not want? And are you on autopilot? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess it ties in really well with a lot of what we've been discussing. Like you yeah. said, the <laughs> stories that we're, we've been creating, it's, <laughs> it's about reminding yourself that you had the agency over the relationship that you're in uh, and you're not letting things kind of go where they are. And then oftentimes in that case, they just end up nowhere. Um, you don't really, you don't really end up satisfied. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You lost that loving feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to die. It doesn't have to fade away. You know, we've, we've got tons of resources on our website at susieandotto.com that people can tap into and people can reach out to us if they want. And, you know, we're happy to, you know, you've given a conversation with them and, and we're working on a new book called Big Fat Love. So all of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and and we have a free ebook on jealousy if anybody's interested at nomorejealousy.com. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be I guess my next question is where can people find you um if they want to. Yeah, the best thing is uh, go to our website susieandotto.com that's s u s i e a n d o t t o.com and of course the free resources that we have there and also there's a free mini ebook at nomorejealousy.com if somebody specifically has a jealousy issue but uh, uh, all things Susie and Otto are at susieandotto.com go there and uh, I mean there's you know 20 years worth of uh, resources right there so we're happy to share and we're happy to help people so that's our passion and our mission in life is to, to make Absolutely. a difference and to spread more love in the world. I love that. And I, I've loved speaking to you um, over the past hour. I've had such a great time. I've learned so much. And the two of you are so adorable. <laughs> it's been <laughs> such a joy. <laughs> so are you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank we've you uh, enjoyed being with you. And it's it's been fantastic. We thank you. 
You've been listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Lab. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found at re.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kuti. Thanks for tuning in.